This morning, uh, we move from the focus of the king to the subjects, and we are the subjects. Yeah, uh, as Pastor Dinesh said, we're going to look at First Peter chapter one. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout. And then they gave a few places, all of them uh, in modern-day Turkey, all right? Chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with His blood. Okay, we're just going to take that, all right? That verse... We're going to draw some lessons from it and then I'll have other verses later. To those who reside as aliens. Some versions say those who reside as foreigners. Now, I, I, this morning's topic is aliens and by aliens I mean us, the church, Christians. Alright? We are, as far as the scriptures is concerned, we are aliens. Some of us exhibit that more naturally than others, but we are aliens, okay? Alright, we are aliens. Now, I've just got a few points here to this morning, eight points. I just want to, I just want to run through them quickly, and I, want to, I, want, I hope that you know, it gets into your spirit this morning. Number one, as we read this passage, we see the first point, our place. Alright? Our place. We are aliens. So, just as Marin said just now, where is our place? Okay, the simple answer is not here. Alright? Where is our place? Not here. This is not our place. You know, when I was growing up, we, we used to sing a song, um, Pastor Daniel, 70s song. Uh, this, world is, <laughs> this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Anybody knows that song? Okay. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. All right. Um, so this world is not our home. We are just a passing through. So where is our place? Not here. And so this is not a place we can get comfortable. This is not a place where we can set up home, even if you like this place. Because we are aliens. We are foreigners. We cannot get comfortable. And so the challenge to us as a church, as a people, is simple. It's this. Stop living like this is all there is. There are too many Christians who live like this is all there is. And so they give everything, 110% to this life. To those of us who do this, let me tell you very, very frankly, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Because this is not our home. Even if Ayaz, Ayaz is a great tailor, by the way. Anybody wants your baju altered or ask him to sew for you, that's the man. He can sew wardrobes for all of us, okay? To fill our wardrobes. Save that money and get ready to buy a house. And what would happen is, he worked so hard, all right? Morning, noon, and night with the machine. 
until his hands become like that. But despite all of that, he would be disappointed because the government doesn't recognize. We will not allow him to. The banks will not give him a loan because this is not his home. He's here temporarily. Why do we who know that this is not our place, why do we live as if this is all there is? All our money we dump into investments, into this, into that. Everything we do is calculated so that in our older life we are comfortable. That's all it's calculated to do. We tell ourselves, I got to pursue my degree. I got to pursue my career. I got to get all these things down and then I will serve God. So this becomes your first priority and then the kingdom becomes your, you give your kingdoms the leftovers. That one, we're getting it wrong. We're getting it completely wrong. Because this is not our world. This is not our home. We cannot get comfortable to so stop living like this is all there is. So 1 Peter chapter 2 says this, alright? But you are a chosen people, royal priests, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. You were chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This is a well-known verse. All right. Now the second point I want to bring up to you, the first one was the place. Now, second one is our privilege. Our privilege. We are a chosen people. Not that we were a people who came to God and said, please take me. Although we did do that, but God had already chosen us. We are a chosen... Can you imagine Almighty... This morning we were singing about the awesome God. We were singing about God. And we were urged to look into His eyes. And you know, the people in the scriptures that looked into the face of God... Their reactions were like this. Isaiah said, Woe is me because I am undone. Because he saw the radiant glory of God. John, who put his head on the breast of Jesus, he said in the revelation when he was caught up and he saw the face of God, he fell as if dead. That kind of God. We looked into the eyes of a God like that. And that God reached out, looked at the 7 billion people on planet earth and pointed you out and said, I'm, I, I want him. I, I, I'm choosing her. We are a chosen people. Privilege. We are picked out. We are adopted. You know the difference between a child that is born and a child that is adopted? Let me tell you, the child that is born, sometimes there was no choice. <laughs> Think about it. Am I right? The child that is adopted was chosen. So as Lata once shared in a testimony of hers, 
This is about no, giving birth in the heart. Right? So it's about loving someone and saying, I want that person. It's a very special thing, you know. Extremely special. And so we are like that. The Bible says we are adopted as God's children. God picked me out. The third thing you see from this passage, our purpose. We are royal priests. Royal priests. First of all, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm royalty. Hey. Say that like you mean it and you are so excited about it. I am royalty. Yes, no. You puff your chest out a little bit and say, I'm royalty. Do that. One, two, go. Yes. We are royalty. But more than that, listen, this is where the purpose happens. Royalty is your heritage. It is your identity. Your purpose, we are royal, what? Priests. Okay? We are royal priests. What, what do priests do? Priests are basically mediators between God and man. Right? So Jesus, our high priest, is the one mediator between God and man. But he has raised us up to be holy priests. So we are also mediating. So we stand in the gap between God and man. We speak to God on behalf of man. So we raise prayers for our friends, for our community, for our for our nation, for our city, we, we raise prayers. We stand in the gap as priests and we, we, we represent them. We raise petitions to God. The second thing is that we represent God to man. So we stand there, God places us and says, Speak my heart, reveal my heart to the people I love. I sent my son because I love the world. And so I sent my son that, that whosoever believes in him will not perish because my desire is that all come to repentance and none should perish. That is the heart of God, the desire of God. So we have been placed as priests uh, mediating between God and man so that God's message, God's word, God's truth, God's love, God's heart is communicated with people. Now, if you're not doing that, then you have failed as royal priests. And in that sense, your identity as an alien, you've become a part of this system that God wants to save. Now that sounds very harsh, but that's the reality. All right? Because we have a purpose. So just now, Sister Marin said that she believes that they are here because God has a purpose. Now, you are here because God has a purpose. And your purpose is that you become mediators. You become holy priests. Your, your, your identity is there. Your heritage is royalty. But you need to function. 
as priests. Fourth point, our position. You are a holy nation. You are a holy nation. That's the position. You see, we are a nation. We are living in Malaysia, but we are a nation in ourselves. Understand, all right? We belong to another kingdom. This is not it. We belong to another kingdom. And in our kingdom, we have our own culture and values. Now, if I were to ask Marin, is she here? Oh, she's gone into the room. Then I'll ask Ayaz. Uh, oh, Marin has popped out. You still maintain your own culture, right? When you come here. You don't suddenly at home take out food and take out chopsticks. No? Do you all do that? You do, huh? Do you all? Chopsticks. Able to use because you've been here for so long. Okay, now listen, all these are lessons, huh? No, serious. Okay, but you have your own culture, am I right? You have your own traditions that you would follow, although you've been here for six years. Right? You have your own set of values, am I correct? As Pakistanis, That's, they have their own set of values. Now, this is exactly how it should be. We are Christians first, and then we are Malaysians. Hello? We are Christians first, and then we are Malaysians. When, when we go to India, Every time we see something in India and we tell them, why you all do like this? This is not, sir, everybody doing, sir, we all Indians, we are different. And so we go, why you all come so late, sir? India time, sir, everywhere we go like that. Why you drive on the wrong side of the road, sir? This one India, sir, we all do it. And every time they give these kind of answers. And so we come up and we have to tell them, we have to teach them, look, I know you're Indians, but you're Christians first. The Bible says to follow laws, you follow laws. But everybody, I know, you might be slower than other people. You will take a longer time to negotiate traffic. But if you're a Christian, then your law is governed from up there. Right? So remember, church, we are Christians first. We have our own culture, our own values. Ayas, what do you eat at home for dinner? Mostly chapati. Why? Because that's what you eat in Pakistan. Okay. We have our own cuisine. Alright? When we are aliens, when we are foreigners. For the Christian, your cuisine is the milk of the word. The meat of the word. Okay? That is your cuisine. That is what we, uh, we feed on. We feed on these things. The food that is foreign to us, difficult for us to stomach that food. That food would cause our stomachs to run. That food would make us sick. So we only feed on our food. You getting this, church? Next, 
as foreigners and aliens. What do you speak in the house? What language? Urdu. Why not English or Bahasa Malaysia? He laughs. I'll tell you why, because that's not my language. Am I right? Urdu is your language. National language. Right? Now, we have our own language as aliens. God gives us, God gives us a special language to communicate with Him. Christians, we need to seek so that we are able to communicate with Abba in that language. Of course, God understands English, God understands Mandarin, God understands Tamil, God understands Urdu, God understands uh, Bahasa. He understands all that. But God's Spirit is not deposited in us. And God's Spirit gives us the ability to communicate with God in a special language. That is our language. Each of us would have one that God would have deposited His Spirit to enable us to do it. But foreigners and aliens, we communicate comfortably in our own language with God. Sometimes when you're using a known language like, like English and all that, you pray after 10 minutes, your mind starts to wander because you've just had enough. Because you don't know what else to say and how else to say what you want to say. All right? When you pray in your prayer language, you can go on and on and on. You don't really feel it. Because it is your spirit that is in commune with God. Okay? Fifth point. Our power. A people for God's own possession. Alright? A people for God's own possession. I love that phrase. A people for God's own possession. Doesn't that make you feel so special? Pastor Daniel asked us to go to each other and say, what did you ask us to say? God loves you. Yeah, yeah, because I, I said it to many people, nobody said it to me, I'm so sad. What's that? Ah, you're a beloved. Yeah, yeah, so I said it to so many people, but nobody said to me, love, never mind. But, but you see, and then Pastor Daniel, didn't that make you feel special? I want to ask you, knowing that you are God's prized possession, does that make you feel special? It should. It should. All right? We are God's prized possession. You see, we are backed. Sometimes we feel we are alone. Sometimes we feel, why am I facing this at work? Why is my boss doing this to me? Why is this happening in my life? Why? I want, I want you to know this, okay? We are backed by God's affection. We are backed by God's affection. God loves you more than you can imagine because you are His prized possession. Okay, next, we're going to look at the verse, huh? verse 10. At one time, you were not a people, but now you are God's people. In the past, you had never received mercy, but now... You have received God's mercy. So we are not only backed by God's possession, uh, affection, God jealously guards His own. Once you were nobody, now you are His. In the past, you didn't receive mercy. 
you were headed for hell. You were headed for, for judgment. But now, you have received mercy. And God jealously guards His own. I love that. So I want you to know, for those of you who sometimes feel that I have been unfairly treated, whether it be at workplace, I, be, I have been. Trust me, I've been there. You can ask my wife. She would be able to testify the things that I have gone through. But when you feel you've been handed a poor hand, when you feel that you have been uh, trod down upon or unfairly treated, I want you to know that God is in your corner. God is in your corner and He jealously guards you. And so you may feel that you have been unfairly treated, but God is going to take you and He's going to raise you. God is going to take you and say, look, I know what they do to you, but listen, I have you. I'm at, I'm, I have you. And I have this. I'll take care of you. God has His eye on the alien, all right? The, the, the next thing is that our past does not count against us. Once you were not a people, now you're God's. Once you did not receive mercy, now you have. Our past does not count against us. Some of us may have, may have had a very colorful past. Now I want you to know the moment you come to Jesus, the moment you, you repent of your past and you give your life to Jesus and receive Him into your heart, there is no record of whatever happened. Isn't that the most amazing thing? And God reaches out, He takes you and He adopts you and He says, now you are mine my prized possession. That's what he does. Alright? Next verse, verse 11, says this. Dear friends, we, you are like foreigners and strangers, aliens in this world. I beg you to avoid the evil things your bodies want to do that fight against your soul. So the sixth point is this, the pitfall. Right? The pitfall. Avoid the evil things your bodies want to do that fight against your soul. You know, just like Marin was sharing, sometimes you stay in a place too long, you can start to assimilate with, with what is around you. You adapt and you assimilate. And then you, 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 you become a part of that system. All right? And we can find ourselves assimilating with the world. But I wanted to know that this, and this is important for Christians to remember, that the atmosphere of this world, the atmosphere that this world has, is actually harmful to us. And we are here, when we become too comfortable here, and we start to breathe in the atmosphere and assimilate with what we have around us, it would start to weaken us because we are not made for this. Now, this is what I'm trying to say, all right? The price. Avoid the evil things your body wants to do that fight against your soul. We've got to avoid. We've got to fight. We've got to struggle. We've got to persevere because this is not our place, but we need to carry with us the atmosphere from our own kingdom, from our own world. The moment we don't and we try to take in the atmosphere of our surroundings, we, we, we become vulnerable. 
we will weaken. Eventually, we will die. Because this is not our home. All right, this is not our home. First Peter chapter one says this, verse three: "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you." Who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So we talked about the price. The price is that we will have to fight, we will have to struggle, we will have to persevere. That's the price. And we cannot breathe in the atmosphere of this world. We've got to live on the atmosphere of our world. Now, the, 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 preceding, the uh, proceeding verses, the verses I just read, it's our final point. And the final point is the prize. Alright? The prize. Born again to a living hope. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. You know, this is... I, I told you there are two kinds of alien movies. One is the bad aliens. The bad alien movies, the aliens come here and the purpose is to destroy the earth, uh, destroy humankind, and take over the earth, etc., etc. Good alien movies are the aliens that come here, and um, they are here to warn earthlings that some other aliens are coming to take over, or they've come to communicate with earthlings or to come and do good on earth, like Superman, all right? He was sent from the... From the planet what krypton and he comes here to do good okay of, of course to escape the destruction of krypton but he came here he has a purpose uh, so um good alien movies et all right uh and always but they always end with them wanting to go home they always end with them wanting to go home because they know that i'm here for a while i'm not here forever et wanted to phone home it's always, the longing is always there to go home. Marin was saying just now that this is not their place. And the desire and the longing is to go to an, a home, the new place. All right? that, that would be their home for the rest of their lives. All good alien movies end with them going home. And so as Christians, this is what we need to do. We live this, we live this life with one eye on eternity. Because that's where we are headed. Our real home is not here. We are just a passing through. Heaven is our home. God is our king. We are his, we are his subjects. At the same time, we are his treasured possession. There's no place better than to be at home with our king. To be at home with our father God. No place better. Yeah? So that's what we should be living. living. Live this life with one eye on eternity. So whatever you do here on earth has to be calculated by terms of eternity. How is what I'm doing contributing to eternal good? How am I in my workplace contributing to eternal good? 
and to the good of my king, to the glory of my king. How am I in my family contributing to this? I'm I'm the only Christian in my home. How am I as a student in my university or college or school, how am I contributing to this cause? Because you are an alien in that place. You belong elsewhere. What you do would with one eye on eternity, everything you do, even if it means to study well, do well, find a good job, one eye on eternity. So that what this blessing I'm going to use for the kingdom. This blessing I'm going to use for my king. It's not for myself. It's for my king. It's for my kingdom. Okay, so we're going to end now with some take-homes. Just a few take-homes, all right? Number one. Aliens know they are just here temporarily. They can never feel at home. I, I need you guys, I need us as a church to get this into our spirits. We know that we are just here temporarily. Don't live like this is it. Somebody once said, and I can't remember who it was, and it's remained with me, uh, you know, it's continued to remain with me. When we live our lives like this is all there is, it's like somebody rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Get that? You know what happened to the Titanic? It sank. But people start to rearrange the deck chairs. Oh, this one untidy. Let's rearrange. But you know this thing is going to go down already. You still want to spend so much time and energy rearranging the deck chairs. For what? But this is what we do. We know this world will end. We know that this world is temporal. We know that this is not it. And yet we live like this is all there is. Second, uh, wait, Hebrews 11 says this. Huh? By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents. You know, when you live in tents, you know it's not permanent, right? You know it's not permanent. It's a tent. You can pick it up and go off tomorrow to another place. But that's how Abraham was, because he knew he was a foreigner, a stranger in a foreign land, and so he lived in tents. Galatians 3.29 says that those of us who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So we should model the, the life of Abraham and God called him to go out. He went out. He was in a foreign land as a stranger. He just lived in tents. He was a rich man. Listen, he was a rich, rich man. He could have built bungalows everywhere he went with swimming pools if they had those things those days. But he didn't. He lived in tents because he knew he was a stranger in a foreign land. And the scripture says that those of us who lie on faith model ourselves after Abraham, the man of faith. Okay? We are blessed along with him. And so, in this world, we pitch tents. We don't build mansions. We don't build palatials palatial estates. No, I'm not talking about physical. Huh? We don't build palatial estates. We pitch tents because this is not our place. Second take home. Aliens 
don't assimilate. They congregate. Have you noticed Bangladeshis? You don't find Bangladeshis going out with a group of Chinese and sitting down and chatting. They're always with themselves. Same thing with Indons. Indonesians come here, they don't go out with Malays and chit-chat. They're always, they're always found in the company of other Indonesians. Marin said that she came here initially, felt very alone, and then she began to feel at home. Why? Because I'm not talking about her, which I'm sure she does, uh, having a lot of Pakistani friends. Because they did have pan, Pana and all this. All right? they, they had a community. But of course, they also feel very much a part of our community. Why? Because we all have the same culture, same background, same king, same everything. Am I right? It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in India, Australia, Malaysia. We all come from another place. We are all here temporarily. So I'm saying this. Aliens don't assimilate. They congregate. We are asked to come together. We are, we are asked to assemble together and worship as a corporate body because we are a body. We are a body. We are connected. We should be together. All right? So this is what aliens do. They congregate. They don't assimilate. Third thing, aliens have a given purpose. The moment we lose ours, we lose our identity. So the why are we here? That's the purpose and you need to answer. As an alien, God chose you. God chose you. He adopted you. He put you here for a purpose. What? To be royal priests. To share the good news. Because we are recipients of grace. We need to share that to others. We are recipients of such Wonderful salvation, we need to share that. We are recipients of God's love, we need to share that. Right? The moment we stop, the moment we say it's not necessary, then honestly speaking, we have assimilated. Because we feel that it's okay, lah. this world is okay, lah. as long as everybody's happy. Everybody. We are not living with an eye, one eye on eternity. We need to li live with one eye on eternity. Number four. Aliens thrive when they draw from their own atmosphere. If you feel that your life is purposeless, if you feel that I'm trying but somehow I don't seem to be able to get this, could I gently suggest that we stop and do some self-assessment? Are we pinning our hopes on things working out here? I'm not saying that we cannot hope for things working out, but pinning our hopes means everything I throw, my dice, all my dice, I, I put in everything I have on ensuring that it, this works for me here. The moment you do that, you're beginning to draw from this atmosphere. And then your underbelly will be exposed, you become vulnerable, and you will be attacked and you will succumb. It's just a matter of time. Trust me, none of us are supermen. Alright? We will succumb. So we only thrive when we carry our kingdom's atmosphere with us. When we walk into a room, when we walk into a restaurant, when we walk into a classroom, when we walk into our, fam our family living hall, when we walk into our, our, our company office, carry that atmosphere with you. 
so that people will say this person is different this person's values are different this person's culture is different this person's viewpoint and perspectives are different this person doesn't easily get flustered this person there's a calmness about him there's something about this person i want to know what that is draw from heaven's atmosphere and finally those who identify as aliens live with great hope and anticipation of home we live with great hope and anticipation of home we may be going through a difficult time we may be having an illness that cannot be cured at least by doc- doctors right but hey we are we are going home we are all going home paul says for me to live is come on right to die is you know what that means for the christian we win both ways we live we win because we get to we get to do this to live for christ we die we gain because we go home so for the christian we win both ways hallelujah aliens not this home this is not our home here for a bit philippians 3:2021 our citizenship is in heaven we eagerly await a savior from there the lord jesus christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they would be like his glorious body come on isn't this the greatest hope we can have come on let's give god the glory let's stand up together let's give god the glory let's clap our hands and say lord thank you thank you for my destiny thank you for who i am who you've made me to be thank you oh lord for choosing me thank you oh lord for giving me a purpose thank you thank you let's do that church let's stand up together lord we want to come to you this morning we thank you that we are your people We thank you that no matter where we are you have your eye on us. We thank you that no matter what we go through you are in our corner. We thank you that Lord you have not just chosen us adopted us but given us such an undeserved identity. And Lord we will not we will not identify ourselves as people of this world and we would identify ourselves as your people the lord we thank you for your word we thank you for all you have done for us we stand here as your people proudly declaring ourselves to be aliens for jesus help us of god as we move into our new week to step into it conscious that we are aliens conscious that we have a purpose conscious that lord we are there to be mediators between god and men to represent you to our world the lord may your spirit use us may we draw 
from the atmosphere of heaven and the love of the Father. May we remember that we have come from so far, once no people, now your people, that we can draw from the grace of the Son and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen.